What's up, and welcome to 10 Facts About Today, April 23rd, 2020. Today is World Book Day. In this episode, we learned there's a lot of controversy around Harry Potter. Green Eggs and Ham was written as a joke, and Winnie the Pooh and The Hobbit share something in common. So here are 10 page-turning facts about books that you didn't know that you didn't need to know. Fact number one, Lord of the Rings author J.R.R. Tolkien typed the whole trilogy using just two fingers. So just like your grandpa would with a computer or when they text with two fingers, it's the exact same thing, but it was 1,200 pages. They said it was super exhausting, but it was the only way he knew how to type. That's crazy and like so the whole thing i'm surprised that towards the end he didn't just get better i feel like the more you type the better you get at it he probably got faster but he's limited right by two digits yeah i guess watching it must have been infuriating like if you knew how to type and you saw him just looking for the next letter and one finger at a time no way fact number two the old book smell that everybody kind of knows of is produced by a breakdown of two chemicals and it's a legit thing so it's cellulose and lignin. And when those break down, the byproducts creates this pleasant and familiar scent. A lot of people describe it as vanilla, flowers, and almonds. Huh. So I've never smelt yeah. it smelling like vanilla, flowers, or almonds, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like an old and a very old book. Yeah, it just um, smells like an old book. <laughs> Maybe if you mix flowers, vanilla, and almond all together, it would smell like an old book. Maybe. We should try to do that. extracts. Yeah, right? Old book smell. Make some candles. Yeah, we can sell it as Harry Potter scent. Oh, I love it. Um, But yeah, so they even use it as carbon dating. So they can look at the chemical breakdowns and tell how old a book is if it doesn't have a date on it. Wow. Interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah. uh, Fact number three. In January 2017... Amazon sold out of physical copies of George Orwell's 1984. So most people know that book. It's pretty famous. And there was a huge trending topic in the media in 2017. And it was fake news and alternative facts. So it inspired a bunch of consumers to buy physical copies of 1984 because it felt super relevant to the time. And they figured it'd be funny to buy it from Amazon, the world's largest online retailer. So they sold out before the end of the month. Is that like a lot of books? Yeah, it was a ton of books. Yeah, Amazon's got a huge supply. Wow. Okay. And they were all gone. Interesting. Yeah. Fact number four, books used to have curses at the beginning and the end. Like legit curses, like witchcraft type like, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before the Gutenberg printing press, people had to transcribe books and a lot of people were illiterate. So it mostly fell on like religious clergy people. So medieval books had punishments in the beginning and end for sealing them such as being mutilated by demonic swords the gouging of your eyes bookworms eating away the entrails of its thieves the book was even like some books would threaten to turn into a serpent in your hands (laughs) if you borrowed it and didn't punctually return it (laughs) and then most of them were pretty simple they were just like excommunication from the church which means pretty much an immediate sentence to hell Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. It was. It took forever, though, to handwrite a book. Yeah. Especially some of those old books. Yeah. That's why it was probably hard for everybody to read. It was hard to get a book. And then the final fact there's at least one book at Harvard University Library that's bound with human skin. Oh, geez. Gross, right? 
So it's anthropodermic bibliopagy. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, is the it's the term for books that are bound by human skin, and the title of the book translates to Destinies of the Soul, and it's said that it's from the 1880s, but they got it sometime around the 1930s. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's really creepy. I hope that one has a little uh, witchcraft spell on the front and back, a little curse. <laughs> right. <laughs> you will turn into this book if you do not send it back punctually. Yeah. It would be hard to replace the cover. Yeah. All right. So I guess that leads on to me. Fact number six, Winnie the Pooh and the Hobbit have something in common. So both stories were written as bedtime stories for their respective authors to read to their children when they went to sleep. A little crazy. The Hobbit? Because the Hobbit has like dragons and it's like some crazy themes in it. So that was kind of surprising. But yeah, both of them, Winnie the Pooh and the Hobbit. It's not as bad, but I want George R. R. Martin to come out and be like, yeah, I just wrote Game of Thrones to put my kids to bed. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be amazing. But yeah, so I thought that one was pretty insane. And then fact number seven, have you ever read Of Mice and Men? Yeah. Well, so the original manuscript of Of Mice and Men was destroyed. So John Steinbeck's puppy, two months into writing the story, ate the manuscript. So he had to start over from scratch after oh, two no. months. Yeah. So, which is crazy because he was quoted even saying he was mad, but the little fellow might have been acting critically because it's crazy. He wrote for two months his dog destroyed it and then he ends up writing one of like the best-selling most critically acclaimed books of all time that like people read in schools and love so I thought yeah that was, that's where i read it yeah that's where i, I read, had it, read it, it in school and i was thinking this is kind of a uh, kind of gruesome but maybe that's why lenny ends up killing the puppy in the book because he's <laughs> oh, like, right uh, oh, it's just squeezing it just a little bit too hard yeah he's just giving it a hug a long hug so i thought that was pretty insane for a book that did so well to have to get like started from scratch after two months all right so fact number eight the harry potter books are the most banned books in america so it's said to be because of religious beliefs but there's a bunch of protestant catholic christian and muslim groups that have argued against the books and most of the fight comes from like devout evangelical christians because these groups say that witchcraft is dangerous for children to read about Mm. yeah and then so there are a lot of schools that it's banned in because witchcraft is a recognized by the government as like a real religion in the u.s so i did not know that i didn't know that either until i was writing this but um some people claim you can't read about witchcraft or make people read about witchcraft in public schools because it's a religious text that's crazy see i didn't read harry potter as a kid and I was reading it recently and I think it's like it's it's a really it's a there's a reason that it's such a wide selling book. It's easy to read and it kind of takes you to a different place. I think it's it's good for kids to read too cuz it's not that there's nothing in it that's super witchcrafty. It's like you took someone's wand out of their hand. Uh like you're not be, you're not like bewitching people to die at the bottom of the ocean or like doing anything like crazy or deceitful. You're just like floating a car. Yeah. Which, who doesn't want to do that? They do, they do some deceitful, sneaky stuff, like defying what their teachers are saying and stuff, but <laughs> nothing uh, yeah. witchcraft-related usually. Reasons, though. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I thought that one was pretty crazy. Like, I didn't know that. I've 
I've heard of people getting upset and not letting people read Harry Potter because of religious reasons, but I didn't realize how serious it was. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So, fact number nine, the cat in the hat only uses 236 unique words, which was surprisingly low for the editor of that Dr. Seuss book. And as a joke, Dr. Seuss's publisher bet him that he couldn't write a book with fewer words. So he can. <laughs> leads me into fact number 10, Green Eggs and Ham was written because of a bet. So in order to beat his last book, which was The Cat in the Hat with 236 words, he purposely wrote a book with much fewer words. And one of the most repeated words is I, which is written, which is written 84 times and not is also written 84 times. I do not like them. I do not like them. Sam, I am. That's most of the sentences. Yeah. So I do not like. I thought do was going to be in there too, but that's not. I also thought like was going to be in there and Sam and am, but I and not are the most. So that was pretty crazy. And that's the end of my facts. Do you have any bonus facts? I don't, but there are a bunch of other facts that you can look up online that were really cool. Books has a ton of information. Yeah. And interesting information too. Yeah, like one I know off the top of my head was the printing press was a lot earlier than I thought it was. I'm pretty sure it's in the 15th century, in the 1400s. Wow. Which, yeah, that's a lot earlier than I figured it would have been. But that really changed up pretty much the whole entire world for most people being able to read and write and just probably started the whole revolution. An access of, of, for book, of books. Like that yeah. was like the first time where it was easy to get a book because they were printing a bunch at a time yeah time for questions here are the questions about books you didn't know were questions until we questioned you the winner of this episode will be known as the bookworm oh yeah Woo. all right tj question number one we all learned that run-on sentences are bad right one famous book les miserables had a sentence that was a whopping how many words was it 100 words 400 words, 600 words, or 800 words? I'm going to go with, I think I saw this, 800 words. Yeah, this is one of those questions that I brought in just because I thought it was awesome and there's so many facts, but 823 words. Wow. I almost you wrote me an email that. Yeah. with 823 words, I wouldn't read it. I would just refuse. Just be like, this is 100 too many commas. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not bullet points, I don't want to read it anyway. Yeah, exactly. All right, so question number two. You might have read this one too. How much did the most expensive book ever sold sell for? Was it $5 million, $30 million, $50 million, or $100 million? I'm going to go with $30 million. Yeah, you did read that. And yes, that's right. But craziness. It was Bill Gates who bought it, right? Yeah. And do you know who the author was? I do not know. It's like an original book from Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, yes. And then they ended up donating the money to like a society for, I forget what it went to, but. Yeah. And Bill Gates could easily sell it now for way more than he paid for it. Wow. So pretty cool. Good investment and nice of him to do that. Yeah. And it's one of those priceless things that would just be amazing to own. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be amazing to own and also terrifying. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, it's Leonardo's manuscript. Like, don't touch it have to have it in a safe like a really good safe inside of another safe all right question number three harry potter we talked about how 
crazy successful it was as a book and it was banned in america but on the list of most read books in the world where does it sit is it the most read book in the world number one is it number three number five or number seven i don't think it's number one so i'm gonna go with number three sounds too close to the top i'm gonna go with number three Number three is right. You went with your gut. Isn't Whoa. that crazy though? Yeah. Yeah. Like most read books in the world. I think the number one is the Bible. Or I don't know if it's yeah, most no. read or it's the most sold. It's the most read. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Most read book in the world is definitely the Bible. And then book number two is chairman. All right. Question number four. What is the word for loving the smell of old books? Is it bibliosmia? Pagemosis? Pagiotia or bibliophoric? Bibliophoric sounds the best, so I'm going to go with that one. I made that one up because I think that one sounds the best too. Yeah. But it's Biblios Mia. Wow. Which sounds Spanish. Sounds like Adios Mia. Adios Mia. That's why I did Pagiotia. <laughs> what was the <laughs> other page one? Uh, page Moses. That one sounded good too. Page Moses. Page Moses Jones. It's like Osmosis yeah. Jones. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. So final question. The Library of Congress is the largest library in the world with over 38 million books. Has the library been in continued existence since its inception or was it rebuilt? I feel like it's been rebuilt, but I feel like it's also been in existence. I'm going to go with it's been in existence. I feel like I should just give that to you because it has been in existence, but it was, it was rebuilt. So, and the reason that I say continued existence is because it stopped. And there's a cool story behind it. So, it was mostly about the story. It was burned down in the War of 1812 when the British troops came over. But Thomas Jefferson made a solid move and replaced all the original books with his personal collection, which was a lot more eclectic than the original books. It even had like cookbooks and stuff in it. And... It ended up after he donated it, having more books and becoming like the collection that it is today, which is definitely considered the number one collection of books in the world. Wow. That's crazy. Have you ever been there? Are you allowed to go there? No, I haven't. I think you are. I don't know that you're allowed to see any of the books, but, or like touch any of them, but I think you could go. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I guess that leads on to me. Brian, question number one. The stuffed bear that inspired Winnie the Pooh was originally named what? So eventually they changed it to Winnie. But what was it named before that? Edward, Theodore, Christopher, or Barry? I wonder if it was before or after Theodore Roosevelt. I like that one, even if it's not, because they called Theodore Teddy. And he's kind of like a bear. So we'll go with Theodore. Theodore. So the answer is... The long version of Teddy, which is Edward. <laughs> that is so <laughs> that weird. That was the one I was going to pick, but it just made me think of Twilight. So I was, I was out. Yeah. So Bella, the author, <laughs> so, the author's son named it Edward, which was supposed to be the long version of Teddy. I, Theodore literally is the long version of Teddy, but I don't know. So Edward would be the long version of Teddy. That's what I'm saying. Not Edward. Like Edward, Tedward. Eddie, Teddy. Don't know how they got to that point, but actually, now that I think about it, it could be like 
that Cockney rhyming slang. Have you heard about that? No. Where you're like, take the apples and pears, which means like walk up the stairs because like stairs rhymes with apples and pears. Mm. And no, maybe it's like never heard of that. Teddy, which rhymes with Eddie. So it's Edward. That could be why. I still like Tedward, but... I do like Tedward also. <laughs> All right. So question number two. The original title for Of Mice and Men was what? The Adventures of Lenny and George, My Friend Lenny, Something That Happened, or Tending Rabbits? Tending Rabbits is mean. Um, <laughs> I'll go with The Adventures of Lenny and George. The answer is a lot more boring. It was Something That Happened. I was I was actually like between that one because that definitely seemed like something that an author would do to just be a placeholder until they figured out a name. Yeah, I thought that was weird, but that's like every story. Something that happened. The Adventures of Lenny and George would make a great movie title. Oh yeah, if it was based on of Mice and Men. How John Steinbeck actually wrote the book or something. Yeah, that would be cool. All right, so question number three. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was renamed Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for the United States. What was it almost named here? The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the School of Magic, From Muggle to Mudblood, or Harry Potter and the Wishing Stone? I read about this. And I know that they changed it from the Philosopher's Stone to the Sorcerer's Stone because they wanted it to sound more magical instead of like philosophical because <laughs> they figured American kids would be like, I'm not reading a book about Philosopher's Stones, but Sorcerer, they're like, yes, let's do it. Yeah, That's I think Philosopher magical. has like a different like thought behind the name over there. Yeah. So the first one was a Wizarding World. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the School of Magic. From Muggle to Mudblood, or Harry Potter and the Wishing Stone? I'll go with Harry Potter and the Wishing Stone, because I don't think she would change it too much from her original one. But the other one that I'm between is, the, is B. Harry Potter and the School of Magic. The answer is, and I'm going to give you a half point for this, Harry Potter and the School of Magic. Yeah, that, that's, I can see why they didn't go with that one. Yeah, it's too like matter of fact. Yeah. I, I thought that was weird too, but I like some some of them. Obviously, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is the theme park. Yeah. And Muggle to Mudblood, it's like from not being a wizard at all to being half a wizard, which is like what happened to him. He didn't realize, but that was like the situation. And then the Wishing Stone. Have you finished the Sorcerer's Stone yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the Sorcerer's Stone is basically a Wishing Stone, like what you wish you could see. It is, yeah. It's it's similar to that, yeah. But there's a mirror in it that, um, yeah. You have to like have it in your pocket you and then like look in the mirror. Sort of. The mirror was the last uh, test in order to get the Sorcerer's Stone. True. But the Sorcerer's Stone helped uh, Voldemort come back, be immortal. That was the the deal behind that. He who shall not be named. All right. So I will move on to question number four. So, Brian, what inspired Dr. Seuss to write The Cat in the Hat? Because cat and hat rhymed? 
his, his pet cat, his uncle's hat, or his talking fish? Well, he definitely had a talking fish, so that one's a pretty easy one. Um, that's probably has something to do with either his pet cat or the fact that they rhyme is obvious. I don't know. That seems like one of the reasons why. And then his uncle's hat seems kind of specific. I never know with you though, because I feel like you could definitely come up with that. I'll just go with cat and hat rhymed. The answer is ding, 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 because cat and hat rhymed. So there's like a list of words that should go inside kids' books and he was just annoyed one day and he was going down that list and he took the first two words he saw that rhymed, which were cat and hat, and he just wrote a book about that. Wow. Yeah. And that's his best-selling book and his best-selling movie. The best-selling Christmas movie of all time is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Fun fact. That's a great one. Yeah, that's a really good one. It's the one with uh, Jim Carrey. Did, did you like the new one? Or did you like the Jim Carrey one? I don't think or I watched the, the new one. Like the Jim Carrey yeah, one I liked. One. I don't like yeah, the like CGI one. I did like the cartoon one. That was like the cartoon one I old, liked old. a lot. But I didn't yeah. see, I don't think I saw the, it's like the same Despicable Me, like Illumination yeah, or something. Yeah, it's kind of CGI-ish, yeah. Or whatever, like animated. Yeah, it's that same studio. It was okay. The Jim Carrey one was pretty amazing. And the original one's just awesome too. Yeah, it's just like a classic Christmas movie. All right, so final question. Question number five. Brian, how many unique words are used in green eggs and ham? So I said that I is repeated 84 times, not is repeated 84 times. But how many words that are unique are in green eggs and ham? Okay. Is it 50, 75, 100, or 150? Keep in mind the cat in the hat had 236. So that's what they're trying to beat. So 50, 75, 100, or 150? I'll go with 100. The answer is 50 words. Wow. He crushed his old record. So few. I was shocked when I saw that. I'm like, that is insane. That's like writing a poem, which is the same sentence, and then winning. Yeah. Just four words, but they all rhyme. <laughs> it's like the 12 days of Christmas. It's like a really long song, but like it's just constantly repeating itself. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I guess that is the end, which makes me the bookworm? I think so. All right. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. In this episode, we learned... Amazon has sold out of physical copies of a book. The original manuscript of Of Mice and Men was destroyed by a puppy. And the cat in the hat only used 236 unique words. See you next time on 10 Facts About Today. I would not, could not, with a fox.